When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. What is going on, sports fan? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Answers, here with another edition of FN Sports Podcast, where teachers grade sports' biggest issues. Today, we're going to release an episode full of gold stars and detentions after some time away from the normal show. So without further ado, let's dive on in. First gold star is going to go to LeBron James. Now, there's plenty of reasons I think normally would associate to hand LeBron James a gold star in June, right? It's like time for the finals. He was almost always in the finals and all those kinds of things. But he's notably not in the finals or playoffs this year. And this gold star comes to something that is happening off the court as well. If you did not see it last week, LeBron James Family Foundation announced an I Promise Health headquarters to be built in Akron, Ohio, along with all of the other I Promise. Promise Endeavors. The I Promise Health Headquarters will be a community wellness center for dental, optometry, mental health, as long as on-site pharmacy and lab services, and different things like that for the Akron community that LeBron himself grew up in. The I Promise Health Headquarters now joins the I Promise School, which was famously the first part of this, the big part of this, which was tuition-free more or less charter slash private education for a number of kids that opposed to normal private education, which you have to like qualify with high academic test scores. He was actually going for the lower test scores to try and help promote and raise those kids up to meet the national means and averages from disadvantaged backgrounds. So the I Promise School, you've got the I Promise Institute, which is part of the University of Akron. The I Promise Institute helps uh, give out different research-based interventions and resources and opportunities to people that need them uh, in the Akron area, things like scholarships to help pursue four-year degrees. It also helps people get into more like trade schools and more like uh, associates degrees and different trainings and things for certif- certifications and it helps us reaching all of those different platforms now while they may not be actually at university background themselves the i promise institute helps get those resources into people's hands and at the center of all of this is the i promise village which is providing safe housing meals uh dedicated study space outdoor activity space etc for a, a bunch of families in the akron area that otherwise could not 
afford them. So you're looking at a number of different ways in which LeBron is literally giving back to his community by completely rebuilding, reshaping, reeducating, and promoting people within it himself. Now, I have to say that that's a really, really refreshing take from a pro sports superstar when you see so many people and to their credit, they could do with their money what they want, but they dumped into different capitalist endeavors. And it's not really to say LeBron James is not either. We talked in a previous episode how he is the, I guess, first active, and I guess to be called Tiger Woods active now. There's two active billionaire athletes. I, I have to say that it's interesting to see, though, that he's managing to do both. We don't see a lot of people that are out here doing both, and I think that's worth promoting that you can do both. And and I think that that's really hard for some people to grasp. It's like, well, they could do with their money and they do get to do with their money what they want. But LeBron James is proving that if you've got the brand and the marketability and the vision, you can be successful and independently wealthy for generations to come on your own. And you can give back to the community and recreate and rebuild the community. They don't have to operate independent of it. You can do Space Jam and make the money off Space Jam. You can make the sneaker line with Nike. You can do the Gatorade and Sprite commercials that he did growing up. You can do all those things. And also, you can keep your word to the community that builds you. And I have to say that, obviously, we learn a lot more about Akron post, what was it, 2001? He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. If you're not from Central Ohio, I don't know how much you would know about Akron or from Northern Ohio, how much you would know about Akron or from the Midwest even, how much would you know about Akron outside they have this university with the mascots, the Zips, and what have you. I will say that post-2001, LeBron James has worn Akron, Ohio proudly. And yes, Cleveland is the big city, and Cleveland's the team he played for, and he said, Cleveland, this is for you, but in action, his actions have all been about and for Akron. Gold star to LeBron for the I Promise Medical Foundation as he continues to build back that community. Detention goes to Jacksonville Rio. Now, I feel like if you have not heard this story, you might have been living somewhat under a rock because the NFL does kind of dominate the landscape, even in the deepest part of the offseason that is early June. But if you did miss it, Jack Del Rio, I guess, got caught on Twitter replying to a tweet about the January 6th hearings. Uh, the January 6th hearings obviously taking place after the insurrection that happened about a year and a half ago. Anyway, the Jack Del Rio tweet reply was something along the lines of, and I, I don't have it directly in front of me, I guess, because it's not worth going through his Twitter. His Twitter, his Twitter deleted. He deleted the Twitter. So it's not worth going through his Twitter because it no longer exists. I'm sure it's screenshot somewhere. But the point of this is that Jack Del Rio likened the insurgents and the insurrectionists at the Capitol on January 6th to the summer of 2020 and the racial protests across the country that did have the occasional outburst of like of burning this or that and try to make them somewhat the same thing. Now, I could go on a long rant about a number of different things, but the De Jack Del Rio point is really trying to figure out why they were investigating one and not the other. And I think the answer to that's fairly simple. One is the literal bleeping capital. They're literally throwing off the election process. That doesn't seem like some sort of a crazy outlandish thing to investigate, Jack Del Rio. I don't know why that's so crazy difficult for people. Why is it so difficult for people to grasp that? Yes, they're investigating the people that broke into the Capitol while they're counting the Electoral College ballots. What's so difficult to understand about why that would be happening? Anyway, Jack Del Rio asked that on Twitter. He got flamed for it. He then uh, doubled down, actually, at an interview later saying that he was just posing a question because of course he's just posing a question and whatever right so he's posing a question anyway said question got him fined 100k by his own boss ron rivera i think i should point out that's ron rivera because the rest of the bosses or the people above jack doria that are not named ron rivera 
for the Washington Commanders are very much in disarray right now because of all the things surrounding Dan Snyder. Sidebar, I'm sure this is probably the thing they most wanted, right? More attention brought to the dysfunction and disorganization and chaos in the Washington Commanders. It's probably what they wanted in their first season of the Commanders. No? No, you don't think so? Anyway, so they give a $100,000 fine to Jack Del Rio. They pull that back and forth. Uh, He has to issue some apology over his Twitter, which very much looks like he copy and pasted it. So much so that I think my comment directly was, you didn't take off the quotation marks. He just left them uh, on whatever his notes app thing he copied it into was and posted that out. It looks like he has since deleted his Twitter account, so I'm sure this is not over. But big, big detention for Jack Del Rio for A, playing dumb, B, doubling down and see all the way back to the original take that makes no sense we should be able to tell the difference between these two things these are not the same kinds of things one is a summer of protest looking at the oppression in this country and the way we treat people the other is people literally trying to overtake and throw out the democratic process i think we can understand why these two things are not alike do we get that not to mention like yes several people died at the january 6th insurrection and yes he referenced that as a quote dust up Yes, we don't have to feign ignorance here. You're just being dumb to prove a point. You don't want these people investigated, Jack DeRio. You, along with a lot of Americans on Twitter, talking about how this seems, air quotes, ridiculous, just don't want to see what might actually come out of the investigation. I digress. As a history teacher, I do feel like I'm mentioning this is going to be stuff that's in your history textbooks, and I'll leave it at that. Gold Star goes to I'm just going to give it the whole league, I think, after a number of different impressive performances of the weekend. First of all, Sunday's set of games was fantastic. Of four games, three were decided by five points or less, and the one that was not decided by five points or less was the game that went to overtime between the Mercury and the Mystics. It's worth pointing out, in that game, Skylar Diggins went absolutely in fuego to end regulation and in overtime. Otherwise, that game was also going to be a five-point game. Probably would have been a five-point game for the Mystics, and then Skylar Diggins took over speaking of taking over the chicago sky did beat the new york liberty 88 86 yesterday i guess yesterday being sunday however i think it's worth pointing out that sabrina Ionescu had a triple double through three quarters of basketball that's just 30 total minutes of basketball in the wnba and she had a triple double she also is pulling up from the logo and doing all kinds of crazy stuff if you go further back in the week you also had Iwak Kouye coming down with a big dunk on friday night uh you have rookies like Nalisa going off crazy, like 21 and 14. You've got the Becky Hammond Harris off to a full flown start with Asia Wilson, the Las Vegas Aces, and that team's a ton of fun. Make sure you check out the WNBA. It's a lot of fun to watch, especially on these days where we're not getting in the NBA basketball. If you're trying to find a way to stay around basketball, it's as fun a way as you'll find. Uh, we'll be following obviously a lot closer throughout the summer as other sports start to come to a close. But I will say the WNBA is a fun, fun league, and this first like roughly quarter or third but somewhere between there of the season has been a ton of fun gold star to the w detention is going to go to draymond green now there's a number of different things to give draymond to detention for and if you've been following the belly up basketball post game i guess we also did one pre-game show throughout the finals we've talked to agnosium some about the struggles draymond's gone through but i think it's worth pointing out in the detention format too because it feels like it's all self-inflicted he's becoming offensively a lot like a ben simmons he's not shooting the basketball like he has i guess he's 0 for 9 from 3 on the series but the majority of those attempts were in the first couple games at home and he really hadn't even launched that many shots since then he's got 18 fouls in the four games thus far right four games at the moment recording this 18 fouls 
and just six field goal makes. He's only taken, I think the more damning stat, only taken 26 attempts from the field. And I think that that's worth noting is this feels more like a scared in his head type of basketball, not a braggadocious Draymond. I mean, I understand that game seven came down to a big block and a Kyrie three and like the whatever that we saw out of LeBron James and the, this is for Cleveland moment and all that kind of stuff, right? The stop, the steal, the whatever, right? But what I will say is the other side of that coin is Draymond Green was about to win the 2016 finals MVP, right? Draymond Green had the game of his life in game seven. He had 32 points, 15 rebounds, nine assists, a couple steals. He only didn't play one minute. He also shot six for eight from three in that game. You have the defense he's playing on a guy like LeBron throughout the series. The game he misses, the first game LeBron goes for 40. Frankly, can you argue the fact that he had to miss games on his own account, right? He did get suspended for his own flagrant foul accumulation of points or technical foul accumulation points. I think it all works together anyway. That was all him own doing. I don't mean to say that as some sort of conspiracy. I think all that crap is bogus. But I will say that he was the reason if the Warriors won that series, that they won that series. And frankly, I think all of the nation in the Bay, I guess San Francisco more than, I don't know, I have trouble with San Francisco, Oakland thing. We'll call it, say the Bay. Um, all of the nation really does feel like had Draymond never been suspended, they win that series. And I think that plays into his value as well. That same guy is not this same guy. And I think while we understand why Klay Thompson is a different type of player, Draymond Green is six years older. However, I don't I don't know that we necessarily understand like what else is going on. Like he's still 32. He's far from the oldest player in this series. And while 32 is on kind of the back like slide of your career in the NBA, it's not uncommon for a 32-year-old to be productive in the NBA, especially in the modern NBA, especially when, bluntly, while the Warriors accumulate a lot of games between 2015, the 2014-15 season and the 2019 season, the 2020 season and the 2021 season, they got as few as anyone. They didn't go to the bubble, right? They didn't. They had not placed well enough before the bubble to go to the bubble. They he sat out a bunch of games on load management because he was like he's openly admitted on his own podcast and recordings why play we don't have stuff this isn't going to work out this is just biding our time till everyone's back and healthy he should be as rested as a 32 year old realistically could be at this point heading into the NBA Finals right they had a couple quick they had a quick series early against Denver I guess and he played what did he play 46 games this season like he's he theoretically should have as much rest as anyone could have at this point in the season. I don't mean that to say like they haven't had a crazy difficult stretch of basketball. And finally, the finals give some reprieve between games, but the NBA playoffs there for a while was at every other day. However, realistically speaking, that should be affecting everyone. And that's not affecting Draymond Green the way it's affecting everyone. Now, maybe it's because I'm recording a podcast. I'm not one to say that he can't be doing good at his job because he's recording a podcast in his hotel room or whatever later at night. I think that is a funny side story, and it's good to get jokes off, but they should just be jokes. That's pretty lacking in analysis. That said, the Warriors are noticeably better when he sits. Like At some point, Steve Kerr has to have that conversation, and Steve Kerr is way too much of a trust guy, and it's worked out for him in the past, right? He's brought back his own guys and those kinds of things, but like when going gets tough, he's going to throw out like an Andre Iguodala out there. Iggy ain't it anymore, man. Iggy was playing with Iverson back when Iverson was still playing hard and good. Like This is not the same kind of guy, but Kerr will always fall back to those guys. It's hard to see if hard to see a world, I should say, where Kerr will attract back and no longer do that with Draymond. 
one of his guys. Frankly, like the ultimate Steve Kerr type of player. Does multiple jobs, does them all well, and frankly, does a lot of jobs that don't pop up in the stat sheet. He's the ultimate vibes guy too. He's like their ultimate like heartbeat soul kind of guy. Same way Marcus Smart works for Boston, and every team has that kind of a guy, right? Grr, guy. He is that guy as well. I I just wonder if he can be that guy from the bench. <laughs> like, really, realistically looking at this, can he be that guy from the bench? Does Draymond need to just sit himself in timeout with his attention and let the rest of the Warriors play basketball? Because, frankly, they seem to be better when Kevon Looney is out there. They seem to be better when Otto Porter is out there. They seem to be better when a lot of guys not named Draymond are out there. And I honestly, after watching the playoffs this year up until this point, I don't think it's physical. I don't think there's anything physically going on i don't think it's an inability to do it physically he's just not he's not shooting the ball he's not making the right reads he's not whipping the ball quickly on offense he's not frankly staying in front of his man well on defense he's accumulating fouls very very quickly i'm not sure what he's doing while he's out there and i don't know that i have a reason why it's not happening outside of he just isn't playing well detention of draymond green it's not about other things time to just look in the mirror and maybe take a seat while the other guys try and win you another title. In sticking with the NBA, we're going to give a great start to all of the like 2000s nostalgia going on with these NBA Finals. So we have Nelly singing Halftime in the NBA Finals. We have Jason Tatum rocking Kobe and representing Kobe in the NBA Finals. It feels like it's 2003 all over again. I guess Kobe and the Lakers won titles from 2000, 2001, 2002 came back they played in the finals in 04 i guess he wins a title again he gets there in 08 and doesn't win gets wins in 09 10 however you want to go back and look at the decade of kobe we're also looking at the decade of nelly and the band-aid at the right cheek and all the baggy clothes the reverse basketball jerseys all that kind of stuff headbands lots of fun stuff like that part of that has to stem from this jason tatum being from st louis now there are not a whole lot of pro basketball players from st louis Currently in the NBA, you have Ben McElmore, Bradley Beal, Patrick McCaw, Tyler Cook, Xavier Sneed, and one Jason Tatum. Now, obviously, Bradley Beal is also an all-star, all-pro caliber guy. We've seen big games out of Ben McElmore. Frankly, Patrick McCaw had a nice little run when he was also on the Warriors. But y'all tell me he's still in the, in the league? G-, G League's not really the same. Okay, so he is kind of still in the league. He's on a G League two-way. Anyway, as we look across this... As big a city as St. Louis is, it does feel odd that only five NBA players call it home. It's also worth pointing out, though, if only five NBA players call it home, two of the five are, like, top 15 in the world. And that's a weird connection that Beal and Tatum share. Beal and Tatum have both tried to build out the AAU scene. Uh, like Team Brad Beal Elite is, like, one of the better EYBL teams that does the Nike circuit. And you have to imagine that'll attract... Some coaches to the area, which helped build the program, and that's kind of how these things seem to trickle on out. But all of that said, that connection here deserves a gold star because it is going back to, it all ties together with the 2000s nostalgia and the 2000s like era of basketball. And I don't know what you think is the best decade. I think everyone's going to say the decade that they were in like middle school, high school was the best decade of basketball because that's the time you have like the most outright fandom for what's going on. There's no cynicism yet. You're just all face first into basketball or face first into whatever. And obviously the 2000s would be that for myself. But I have to say that the reminiscent of all that seems to track very, very well with how Jason Tatum, A, plays basketball. He shoots a lot of tough twos. We've seen that work and not work over the course of the series. And B, seems to track with how this series has played out 
because of the Tatum Kobe stuff and all that that led up to it. And those connections are fun to make as you're telling the story that is the 2022 NBA Finals. Now, is the 2022 NBA Finals akin to like the 2007 Finals for LeBron where he gets there and doesn't go his way and slowly but surely a couple years later he makes his way back and wins a bunch and all that kind of thing. Does that work out that way for Tatum? Does it work that way for Brown? Does it work that way for, honestly, Robert Williams having a tremendous series himself? Or does it work kind of in the opposite way, the close to the 2010s, or the close of the 2000s, I should say, leading into the 2010s, where in the 2010 finals, you have Kobe win that last one to end a decade of dominance. Does Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, did they do that kind of a thing with this? Do they wrap up this six, seven-year run of dominant basketball? Whenever they're all healthy and ready to go, they're in the NBA finals and competing to win the NBA finals. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that, but that's part of the fun storytelling in this is the refreshing look back at a decade where you're seeing those same kinds of things happen is playing itself out at the same time. Uh, this decision is going to go to the Cleveland Browns and their air quote due diligence team. Now, notably, the Cleveland Browns swapped a bunch of trade assets for Deshaun Watson amidst all the sexual misconduct, sexual assault, etc. allegations. He was at 22 women at that point, and I guess he had just gotten off of criminal charges, right? He was not going to be criminally indicted for those things, but he still is facing 24 now counts of sexual assault and misconduct through various civil courts. Also worth pointing out that we now have a record that obtains that he had these kinds of relationships through messaging, a lot of Instagram DMs, with up to 66 different women. And I guess my thing here has to be that we were told by Cleveland when they made this trade that they had, air quotes, done their due diligence. Now, I don't know what it means to do your due diligence if you don't at some point have access to these DMs and those kinds of things, especially when women that were already in the process of this, that were of the 22 women, have since said that Cleveland never reached out to them. How can you do your due diligence if you don't ever reach out to the women that are involved in this? How can any of that even be remotely possible? Meanwhile, obviously there's like the factor of twitter that always like he's innocent or it doesn't matter or whatever like there's always going to be those kind of outliers on twitter and i don't think you should give them any kind of voice i got blocked by one this week because i said hey this is a dumb argument so you're making an argument trying to connect him and robert Kraft and the patriot situation and how this was similar and hey they're just both crappy how about that how about that why are you making up this fake argument that no one's actually making right now he blocked me because he didn't like it i guess sarge had his feelings hurt but what i will say is if you're cleveland the problem you have right now is that those outliers are just that they're outliers meanwhile i know it's just at reflog 18 which is a McNeil on Twitter. He's got the blue check mark. He's all those things, but he's kind of a Twitter personality of sorts revolving sports fandom and specifically NFL fans in Cleveland and Central Ohio and all of that Midwest region. I guess Cleveland's North Ohio and I just said Central, but he has the whole region there. And he ran a poll that got 24,000 votes, where at nearly two to one, fans would rather have Baker Mayfield as the starting quarterback, knowing everything they know now than Deshaun Watson and that's upsetting if you're a Browns fan because they were finally it felt like coming back to the relevance they'd had in how many was that 40 years ago they were coming back to some sort of relevance and then they ditch Odell Beckham they piss off after breaking his body down Baker Mayfield they go get Deshaun Watson and throw away all of the morality in the franchise and now the fans are like why did we do this 
What did we do this for? This is not the podcast we're going to go through and read all the transcripts of the things the women have said or read the DMs of the things the women had interacted with him or just to read and share their stories because A, that is very harmful to other survivors and people going through similar things and we don't put those kinds of warnings on this podcast that wouldn't be fair. And B, we're trying to keep this one under half an hour, for being really honest, and we're kind of running up against clock here, so we're going to keep it shorter than that. But what I will say is that if you at all have anything that is other than screw Deshaun Watson, this dude's a bad dude, even if it's just a ledger, even if he doesn't think he did anything wrong, please go read all of that. Obviously, Deshaun Watson probably needs some sort of help because he believes this behavior is somehow acceptable or expected or even air quotes normal. And it's disgusting. It's outright disgusting and disturbing behavior over and over and over again. Again, we're looking at it might get up to as high as 66 women. We can confidently say it's between 24 and 66 women. 24 women are currently forward. We know a couple that started to come forward and then backed out early. And we have text messages and interactions with up to 66. We know it's somewhere in between there. One is too many. And if one is too many, what you're telling me is you're willing to put money on an up to 66 parlay. That each and every one of these stories and each and every one of these instances and each and every one of these possible outcomes will go a specific direction. If I told you this weekend in gambling, you could win a ton of money, a championship for your franchise level of money, but you had to hit on a 66 team parlay to do it. You would never Ever. And, the, and the other direction, I guess you should say, the way that would fall out would be that your franchise would go into utter embarrassment as you squandered away all morality and lost your fan base. You would never take that bet. And that's the bet the Browns have made because they, air quotes, had, did their due diligence. And I just don't see it. Detention to the due diligence team. Okay, Parker, so the thesis statement for this commercial is James Harden has the best beard in sports. What do you think about that thesis statement? Oh, I give it an A. You know, as a Houston guy, we, we seem to have an affinity for our beards between guys like him, Dallas Keiko, lots of big beards in the Houston area. What do you think about the thesis? So I'm a Jets fan, and I absolutely love the beard that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. So maybe I would give Ryan Fitzpatrick the nod over James Harden. But you're talking to a couple of bearded teachers, and we know a thing or two about making sure that you maintain that mane. So check out the beard struggle. The beard struggle, they make oils, they make balms, they even have have this heated comb to make sure that you get your beard straight so that you're looking fresh. I know I've really enjoyed using the oil they make for my quarantine beard of sorts. It's nice and long these days, but it'll <laughs> keep it nice and healthy and hydrated. And if you're listening to our show, you can use FN Sports 15 and get 15% off your oils, your balms, your shampoos, conditioners, whatever you need to use to keep your beard looking healthy. Absolutely. Check out The Beard Struggle at thebeardstruggle.com. Whether you're just starting to grow or you have a luscious mane already, The Beard Struggle's got all the products that you need. The Beard Struggle. Feast your face. Friends, it's Parker Ainsworth at Painsworth 512 and that was another edition of FN Sports. And that was the gold stars and detentions from the last, I don't know, seven, eight, seven or eight days? Seven, eight, 
I'm here in seven or eight, seven or eight days. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you go and find us on Instagram and Twitter on Instagram at F underscore N underscore sports and on Twitter at F N sports two is F I N S B R T S number two, all one word on both those social media handles. You'll be able to find the link tree. The link tree will take you to all our sponsors, including the beer struggle, my bookie Yeti in the clutch com and all those different places. You can get all various things using different promo codes. You can find those on the link tree as well. You can also find our merch store and we have a pride shirt that we're very, very proud of. No pun intended. Okay. Maybe a little pun intended, but our pride shirt is available through our merch store and sending all proceeds to the Trevor project, the Trevor project giving anti-suicide and suicide prevention resources to LGBTQ plus teens across the country, teens and youth, I should say across the country. So make sure you go support a great cause, grab a t-shirt and we have t-shirts, crops, tanks, all those kinds of things, grab something to help them out and support the show. Obviously you can also go to the trevorproject.org and support them directly. Thank you so, so much. If you want to support the show for free, you can like, download, subscribe, rate, review, do all the wonderful things to help with the podcast. And whatever you do when it comes to sports, don't flunk with us. Later, guys.